Hey, we back, we back, we back, we back, we back, we back again. We back, we back, we back, we back, we back, we back. Anyway, I guess I ain't got nobody to do the ad libs. Okay. Hey, 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 all right. We back. We back. We back. We back. We back. We back again. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I'll be letting you shine. I'll be letting you shine. I'm gonna let you have it. What up? What up, podcast land? It's your boy Brentel. This is the I Can't Afford to Quit podcast, and today we have uh, Stephanie Seeley X in the building. I'm. <laughs> How you doing? I'm. I'm good. I'm. I'm trying to own the name. Yes. I'm trying to stand own in it, it beloved. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. <laughs> Uh, you're doing good though. Yeah, I'm doing great. I'm happy to be here. Happy to pod. Um, thought of the week. Oh. Co-parenting. Let me say that again. Co-parenting. Co-parenting. Okay, I mean requires mutual. You gonna respect. say co? You gonna make sure you say that co, huh? To prevent it. From being a toxic situation. Let me repeat that again. Look to your neighbor. Say neighbor. (laughs) Co-parenting requires a mutual respect. Hey. Mm. I felt it in my shadow. Y'all don't hear me. A mutual respect to prevent it from being a Toxic situation. I'm going to let y'all marinate on that. Okay. Um, uh, how do you feel about that? Do you have anything to add? I try, to, um, I try as, best, as best as possible to co-parent mm-hmm. in a very uh, healthy way, in a very safe way. And I mean safe for me and safe for... My children. Mm. But, I mean, the only person who it really is toxic toxic to mm-hmm. is, is the kids. The kids being affected most by it. So, oh, what is this? Focus, it's tough. Oh, okay. Just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What is it? You ain't never shake that monkey. Oh, okay. Shake that monkey. Wow. Oh, for the culture. Um, okay, I see. Yeah. Uh, wow. That's just how I'm feeling, you know? Just follow my vibe. Okay. Um, is that your gym playlist? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's your gym playlist. Yeah, because that's a show to get you to lift it. Running on that treadmill. I got to go. Oh, man. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, album of the week. Oh, the Miss Educational Lauren Hill. Ooh. Yes, it's a classic. 
You know, for those who who who, who don't know, like Lauren been touring off that CD for how long? I know, right? And she ain't made no albums. What other albums she done made? She basically just be redoing the music for, for like show to show, like basically how she feeling. The music would be done a certain type of way. I want everybody to just go to everything and it's everything. Like that songs, those lyrics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because when I be at work, I be listening to my music. The music is the only thing that really, the, the fact that I can play it, what I want to play, how I want to play it. Yeah. And I be playing super black ass shit too. There ain't mm-hmm. no country music over here. No. Mm-mm. No. No. What? Yes, this is Lil John. Okay, get with it. Get with it. Who is? Yeah, mm, that's Al Green. Yeah. Fuck, I'm not playing. No. No, I'm just. Yeah, but Lauren, it, that album. Who that came out? Ninety eight. Uh, ninety nine, two thousand. For the 99 and the 2000. I think it was 98. I want to say that. I could go over it. Yeah, you write that with your... But everything is everything. Uh, nothing even matters with D'Angelo. That thing, it was... Like, the fact that she's able to still tour off that album, though. The fact that it has trickled down to generations, though. I I like it. Come through with the come through, Lauren. Come through with the oh, come through. Oh, it was 98. You got Na- it right. Yeah, 98. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. I just want to put that on a shirt, though. Like that. The fact that it's etched out on a desk. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> come on now. Yeah, 98. Um, my album of the week is Don Tripp, Don't Feed the Gorillas. I'm, I, I, I fuck with Don Tripp. And he's got his new album out. It's, it's cool. Is this rap hardcore? Rap? Nah, I mean, I wouldn't say it's hardcore. He, he's spitting though. He's spitting. Okay. He's from, uh, Memphis. Um. Oh, oh. Yeah, check him out sometime. We'll see how he look. Um. You remember he had a song. He had a song, um, like the one he. I just want to see my son. A couple, a couple years back, twenty fourteen. I'm, 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 I'm sorry. Thank you, thank you, <clears throat> thank you so much. You want to listen to it right now? I mean, we can. Yeah, we got. I mean, yeah, we got the equipment to do it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you so happy, huh? <laughs> Niggas get new shit and don't know how to act. I want to show it like show and tell. Did everybody see my toy? Did you see my toy? Did you get a chance to see it? Mm-hmm. That's you. This is it right here. Right but here. this this time of the week though. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how I was feeling. Uh, I felt like you know this. You know, should have been said. You know. That's is that coming from a personal experience? Uh, most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> people to take you there. People to take you. this is uh, this is what I will say. When when you and another individual are no longer in a relationship, I would say relationship. I can't say marriage because I haven't experienced that yet. But and it ends, and if it ends on bad terms, or if it ends on the fact that one person got closed and the other person didn't, mm-hmm. 
preferably if it's on the female side, if she didn't get clothes, clothes, she's gonna make sure <laughs> that for the duration of the time that you all have to truly, really, truly co-parent closely and effectively, she gonna make that ride. I'm talking about a living hell. Oh, you can only see her and him when I uh, uh, allocated to be, you can't do this, you can't do that, don't have these type, don't have these females around my, my child, notify me when you, the whole time though, you, you living with niggas, you living with people. That's what I'm saying. I'm glad I ain't got no brothers. <laughs> that probably would have been locked up. Yeah. Bitch, oh, oh, so we can't see my nephew? Okay, you want the left or the right one, bro? Which one? Yeah, I think. You know, I think that's something like Faz like. It gotta be, it gotta be talked about because you you're hurting the child. Yeah, you know that's the saying? only that's the only child that's the only person that's being hurt in the because we're the adults, they are the children. We're we're making the executive decisions in their life. Everything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, even as far as, like, children don't know who God is until you explain it. Mm. Yes and no comes from you. Mm. Yeah and nay comes from you. What they, what they can do, what they can't do comes from you. Good and bad. Yeah. Comes from you. Mm -hmm. Whatever they talk comes from you. Racism mm -hmm. comes from you, from yeah. the parent. Yeah. Prejudice from the parent. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. That's when, yeah, like that's taught. Learn behaviors from the parent or the parent's uh, surroundings. But you know, y'all females, they ain't never been like that. I tried to do that. I tried to be like, oh no, you can't, oh no. My mom was like, oh, well, who gonna help you raise these kids? Because <laughs> uh, whenever you wanna go out and you need a break, you can't come to me. No, I raised you. I did my job. My job is done. And ever since then, no. Yeah, go with your daddy and his new girlfriend. Like, you know, my son, my, my youngest baby, the girl who um my son found, who he left before, actually, she taught my baby how to tie his shoes. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Have a tough. Thank you. It's a benefit in that. It's a, it's a maturity thing. Yeah. And plus, on top of that, like... He, he or she is going to be with. They're gonna be with somebody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, multiple people. So like, don't be worried about what somebody else doing. You know but what I'm but you're bitter. You're bitter. You bitter, boo. I just want you to know, you bitter. All y'all out there, y'all bitter. If you don't allow your, if if you if you don't allow your child to see his father. Because of his um, or mother or, or mother. mother, because of their their lifestyle, but you knew the way they was when you met them. So hold some accountability to that. Nah, I wouldn't say lifestyle because that could be detrimental to the child. But, yeah, but okay, let's simplify. It. Let's <laughs> yeah. simplify. It. Let's yeah. simplify. It. If the things that you are choosing to do, okay. If the things if if the things that you are choosing to do that. If you don't believe what I'm doing is right or the things that I'm doing is right, and you and you basing that off of, oh, well, I don't want you to see your child, preferably like if you're dating somebody 
if you dating somebody that maybe I know, maybe I know this person. You know what I'm saying? Just I'm I'm gonna do I'm gonna do hypothetically like if I was dating somebody here in Fremont, which I never will, because y'all niggas is nasty. I'm just I, yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna edit that? Nah, we give you that. Yeah. I mean that's how you feel. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. I had go ahead. A, go ahead. Yeah. Get, get it off. Get it off. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Get your off, son. No, because no, 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 somebody can call in or give you a batch of seat. She was on the roll again this week. She's a little, she's a little fireball, a little cannon. Are you friends in real life? Is she like that in every conversation? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not. I, just, I got a lot of hood in me, y'all. It's hard to let her go. She just won't go nowhere. She just be sitting in the corner like, bitch, are you ready to take me down? You've done it your way. You've done it your way, Stephanie. And come grab, tag me in, put me in, coach. Because your way ain't been working. She just sitting in the corner like, look at this dumb bitch. Look at her. Look at her being proper. She using all her E's and R's. <laughs> You know I got a oh lot of hood in me. It's so hard to let her go. Oh my god! Because that's the only way I know how to react to certain things. It's mm-hmm. just in that whole abrasive way. Mm-hmm. I'm trying not to. I'm trying. I'm trying to approach a lot of. We had a, a conversation about that this a, week. A lot of situations with clarity. Yes. Yes. Because at the moment of disrespect, she just be like, "Oh, bitch, you gonna let this nigga disrespect you too?" And you still using proper sentences. Nigga, no fragments, no runoffs. You using all your periods and exclamation points. No, bitch. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, it's my turn. Yeah. Uh huh. Fuck it up, sis. Fuck it up. That's. It's so hard. It's so hard to, to just try to say it with so. Just try to say it in the right way. Try to say it in a very meaningful way. Mm-hmm. But something, Delicate. Careful. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm not going to do that. No, I put my shit on the heavy duty wash. No, <laughs> heavy duty. Ain't no delicates in this bitch. <laughs> Let's go back to the question because that shit made me bad. It took you right back to the Yeah, place. it did. Get your motherfucker. Get that off. You know what I'm saying? I'm not this gonna... is a place of ventilation for you. No, it's not retail. No, it's not. Because you try. I see what you're trying to do and it's not working. It's not working. You all, look, look, I said this episode, I'm going to let Bertel talk a lot more because I always take up the mic. And Bertel is really, really intelligent. He's really, really brilliant. He uh-huh. really is. Thank you. He really is. He, he'll talk a lot because he be too busy over here laughing at my ratchet ass. Like, I, th- don't you know this shit is being recorded, Stephanie? <laughs> you know this is the general public. You know people can press play and hear your ass, don't you? I know you be saying that in- <laughs> I know he be standing in this back. Baby like fucking shit. She don't give a fucking real life. <laughs> she don't. So <laughs> let her cook. She yeah, is. okay. A motherfucker ain't gonna say that shit to my face, though. Anyway, I said I was gonna stop cursing. Yeah, that's not working. That. I know, that's not working. But look, anyway, parents, when it comes to co-parenting, y'all, you have to set, you have to set boundaries. I think it needs to be a basis. I think maybe if you value that parent, that's another thing. Mm. If you value See, that person being a father or a mother, that's it's 
the value back and forth. That's why I say the mutual mm-hmm. respect. Um, I seen something on 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 uh, online the other day, and this girl said, "I be getting disrespected for thirty eight dollars and twenty eight cents a week in child support." Mm. And it made me think, like, on both sides, like, not saying that she's disrespectful or whatever, but there's a lot of there's a lot of women who look at the dudes that you know the fathers of their children and look at them as they're less than and their opinion don't matter as far as the in regards to the child. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Uh huh. Then they are not what <laughs> they say so is not valuable valued as high as the mother say so, which. I know there's probably like women out there. Yeah, because I raise them, I keep them, and da da But it's called co-parenting for a reason. You know and, what I'm and, and you didn't fuck yourself. And yeah. another thing, I'm just gonna give it to my to my point. I, you know, it, it bothers me even because I had that mindset too, where I was like, oh no, I'm not gonna completely. I'm I'm just not gonna. I'm gonna disregard anything that he say when it comes to parenting our child, because I'm. I'm the I'm the only single parent. You just mm-hmm. whoever you are. Like I'm mm. just gonna disregard. You knew he wants shit when you fucked him. Damn. You you knew he was like like hold some accountability for the fact that Ooh. you fucked with this fuck ass nigga. Mm. You knew he was fuck ass, and you probably knew somebody who he fucked, and your friend referred him to you. She was like, bitch, this this nigga dick is good. It's, it's the bomb. It, yeah. And you just had to really find out for yourself and boom, you end up pregnant. You know what I'm saying? Now, if you fucking a nigga who got community dick, you going to get what you... you You're you, going to get that. Yeah, you're you going to get that. You get what you that. pay for. Yeah, you get what you... For real, for real. Yeah, he giving it away for free, girl. <laughs> I'm talking about feed the world. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. that's pretty good. Yeah, feed the world. <laughs> that's pretty feed good. Feed the world. But that's what I'm saying. Like, that's... I love, that's that's the name of this. <laughs> don't do, don't do it, nigga. We still got articles to do. We got a lot more. Oh shit, we yeah we. Oh man. But I'm just saying because this is a topic that a lot of people don't talk about, like co-parenting, especially in this day and age where the percentage of marriage is dwindling in the black community. Though, like a lot of people are getting married, mm-hmm. but the mass majority is not getting married. Right, right. And now and now you have multiple kids by these multiple different men and each situation is completely different where if one of your children the father is doing and y'all have confective immunity. And another thing, some females only be nice when that check is looking right. They only good if the father is providing for the child financially. Like what about his actual presence though? Is that missing? Don't you think that matters? Oh, well he got uncles and he got cut, but he still... He's still longing for his father. He probably not. He's probably not able to express that fully to you, cause like when 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 you're a single mother, when you're a single black mother, I, that's what I will say. Like you produce so much hyper masculinity. Like you have to be dominant and you have to be. What's that word? You have to be vulnerable. Then you have to be fragile. Then you have to be stern. Then you have to be. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Damn, I lost my train of thought. What's that word? What's the word I'm looking for? You have to be the, I'm sorry, you have to be the nurturer. Then you have to be the disciplinary. So you producing so much of, of so much more of that hyper 
masculinity. You know, it, it, it's hard for you to shut down on that. So now you want to dominate how your child is raised. You want to dominate their coins, the comings and their goings. You know uh, how they, you know how they deal with with they with their mother, their father. It's just, it's crazy. It's crazy. Y'all know y'all be messing with these fuck niggas, the same fuck niggas y'all be talking about. Them the one, them the ones. Them be the ones y'all be having kids by. Stop it. I'm one of the ones too. Like I'm not falling short. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna say anything on this podcast that I ain't experienced myself. Like I knew the individuals who I was messing with really want shit. And I still decided to, 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 to jump on to jump on it and ride it till the sun till the sun came down. You're ridiculous. You feel me? And I ended up getting pregnant. Mm-hmm. And now I'm in a situation now, you know, when my children are getting older, I have boys. And now they want to be around their father. Do I want to let them go? No, but I know I know my role. Mm-hmm. I know my role as a woman. And black women, like, come on now. I think because society really puts on black women that we just, you know, we so strong and we can handle anything. We have to do this. That boy need a goddamn daddy. Mm. He need his daddy. And you got these men out here who probably ain't never had their daddy, so now they really want to do it right, and you not even letting them be a real father. Bitch, you bitter, and I will say to you, if I knew who you were, if I knew who all y'all were, I'll be all y'all. Bitch, let that man see his child. Let that man see his child. And, and if a man is being that desperate and taking it to the extremes where they'll drive this far, or they'll do this, or they do that, just to get some time in with their child. Do you honestly think when they're in there, when with them, when they're with them, they want to put their life in jeopardy? Hell, motherfucking all of anything. They're not trying to let nobody around their child when they <laughs> with them, and that's what females fail to understand. Like you think, you think your, you you think the father of your child, if you going to all them grave lengths, like man, all I want to do is see my child, man. All I want to do is see my child. All I want to do is do this. All I want to do is do that. And you're not letting them see the child. I I, I have to question that. Check, check. Hmm, why is the mic going out? I don't. Okay, is it back on? Mm, hold on. <clears throat> 10, 11. All right. I still can't. Good. I can't hear. Uh, I can hear. You good. I can't. I hear it on one ear. Yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Are you sure? Yep. Are you recording? Yeah, we're good. We're rolling. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well. Yeah, you, you done? You, you lost your train of thought? No, I didn't lose my train of okay, thought. Okay, well, let's go. I'm just, I just, we got to do better, y'all. We just have to do better. They are, you, you know what I'm saying? Society is already pinning us against one another. And then when they come to our kids, we are just, you know what I'm saying, Continuing that narrative, though, that black men really don't want to take care of their kids, or black men really not out here doing this, and black, you get what I'm saying? They already got to worry about white supremacy. We already got to worry about that shit too. Mm. Black black people are together, and y'all just sitting over here because you worried about because who he's sleeping with. Girl, he slept with you too. That's why y'all ended up with that child. That's what I'm saying. Like it's just a common sense that certain females don't have. Girl, yes, he gonna continue to sleep with women, cause he was he was sleeping with you. Let that man be a father. 
Let that man be a father, especially for the ones paying child support. Shout out to y'all. No, are my kids, are my kids' fathers on child support? No, they are not. No, they are not. No, they are not. Should they be on that? <sighs> that's, a, that's a different conversation. Yeah, that's a different conversation. <clears throat> I mean, if you're doing, if you're doing without the courts getting involved, yeah. But if I have to consistently say to you, you know, your child needs this, your child needs that, this and this and that and that, and you giving me bullshit ass excuses, and now see, see with me, I'm gonna build up a case like the FBI. No, nigga, this is long going. This is years. And you not doing nothing, yeah. Cause now I gotta make you do. Now you don't want to spend the time, and you don't want to do, and you don't want to provide financially, and you got a job. And then another thing, you got certain dudes out here taking care of whole families with the girl who they with, and they even taking care of their kids that's theirs. And now these kids not yours. Not to say you are not supposed to do that, but you know, take care, take care of what's yours first. That's your blood. That's just a conversation that needs to be had with you know more than two voices in the room, though. I yeah. think it does. Yeah. Because it's Somebody just like a lot of stuff, and, like and, even what I'm saying right now, like a lot of like, stuff, a lot of what I'm saying gets lost in translation because people have different situations and their outcomes is completely different than what I experienced. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, stop, you know, stop talking about all these nothing fuck boys. I mean, y'all the one fucking them. And y'all having kids by these fuck ass niggas now. <laughs> y'all stop it now. The ones who y'all be talking about ain't shit them be the ones y'all be sleeping with. Because the ancient niggas got the good dick. They do. I'm just saying. But yeah, let's let's move on. Okay. Let's, let, let, let's moment, move on. A moment in L- Stephanie Seeley. No, no, no. Because Britell be blowing me. Like I said this week, I was going to let you get some words in. You want to you wanna read that, that one about the, the first one? Because yeah. you gave me that, that story. Yeah. That was super dope. Uh... Or do you want to take a break? Let's take a break. Yeah, let's, let's take a break. Let's, let's decompress. Take, let's take a break. Yeah, we're going to take a little music break, a little vibe break. Okay, are we? Yeah, that's what we're going to do right now. Are we taking musical breaks? Yeah, now? we're going to take a little musical okay. break. Just a vibe out right now. What are you listening <sighs> Breathe. Release. This song, though. Gotta be your driving to work zone. Oh yeah, I be working this one. Yeah. Okay. Come on now. Hey. Do you feel better? Hey. <laughs> 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 oh, you ain't no damn good. I swear to God. <laughs> Bertel, I'm through with you. I'm through with you. Everybody, look, I be having conversations with Bertel, right? Cause I think I sound like a man, like I have a really deep voice. So you know me. <laughs> For the next half of this podcast, Britell doing all the fucking talking. Cause now you just made me mad. So, <laughs> so now, right? <laughs> I told Britell, cause like these other females and shit, they be having all these little cute voices. Like, okay, no. At this point in time, I choose not to do that. I'm coming up in here sounding like a full-fledged New York rapper, though. Like, I be sounding like a rapper. Like, I sound like the minute I open up my mouth, people be like, oh, my God, you're so beautiful. All this. And then I open up my mouth and be like, what's up? You know, people be thinking, I, like, I sound like a whole motherfucking band. 
Bratel be thinking that shit is funny. I don't think that's funny. So, like, every time I say that shit, he be like, ah, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> she be making me mad. He just did that. So, now Bratel going to be talking for the rest of the motherfucking episode. I'm going to read the article because I'm a pretty good reader. I can read very well. <laughs> oh, I'm upset. He laughed because he noticed the truth. Joya, if you if you listening to this, yeah, we getting on Bratel. Like Joya, I be hearing Joya voice. Like Jay Milani, she Milani J, she be she like her little voice is just so cute. She be like, oh no, and I be so like, oh god, why do you have to sound like that? And then here it is, me and Bratel sounding like two grown, full fledged men. I'm upset. I'm hurt. <sighs> oh my god. See? Go ahead and read. It's fine. Yeah, I'm reading. And, and yeah, and you going to dissect. Because I'm upset. You see what I'm talking about? Oh, my gosh. At this point, we're not even friends. We co-hosts. <laughs> <laughs> I came with you. I'm just so upset. You got it. Are you sure? Yes, ma'am. Tennessee teacher converts bus in the classroom to be to bring education to low-income areas. <clears throat> While a teacher at Hardy Elementary School in low-income and low-income Chattanooga, Tennessee, Brittany Harris was worried about the lowest test scores of students in the Hamilton County District. She knew that for students would bring out their best in academics, they would need to have the involvement of their parents. This would require parents making a frequent visits to the schools, yet that has proven difficult largely due to the lack of transportation and other work obligations. Harris then realized that she had to create an avenue for learning that would also connect parents to their children. This avenue will remain ineffective, should be mobile, she thought. This is how she birthed the idea, turning the bus into a mobile classroom to basically connect with parents and families right at their door. Come on now, Brittany. Yeah, ain't no name Brittany. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come on now, boo. In April 2016, Harris brought an old mini school bus that she would come to name the Passage and transform the interior into a mobile classroom. She did this alongside Colleen Ryan, a teacher and colleague. The two stocked the bus with table chairs, books, games, a television, a whiteboard, and iPads. By November 2016, they started making rounds with the bus, driving it to students' homes. Oh, look at this. This is so beautiful. In that time, wait, wait. They offered 30-minute sessions for both students and parents once a week. For four weeks, usually serving grades K through five, which is a pivotal point in your educational career. Mm -hmm. In that time, they work with both students and their parents to build a notebook full of strategy, games, and resources that parents can use to help their students study. Essentially, one of the main goals of the mobile classroom is to enable parents to learn that new techniques that are being taught and understand how to better work with their children. Harris, who is often innovative and engaging with when teaching, ensures that the bus is always equipped with materials such as props, trivia games, bath bingo Legos that will make the lessons fun. As the service is totally free, see what I'm talking about? Come Mm -hmm. through with the come through. 
the rolling class sometimes find challenges acquiring funding. Harris initially paid for most of the items out of her own pocket, but the project now depends on several grants and donations. When they first started, Harris and her colleague major focus was East Chattanooga. The community around Hardy Elementary, the project since has visited other areas such as Hickson, Bernard Road area, and Red Bank, anywhere people could ask for their assistance. You ain't got to This is what I want you to highlight. Uh -huh. As of February uh, 2019, their program has produced a 70% growth in literacy, 80% growth in mathematics, and 85% growth in behavior. That's what I'm saying. She's on to something. Yeah. Here's who is now a teacher. Come on now. As she told on the Steve Harvey show. Come on now. Oh, and this is what she said. At the back of my mind, I had a grit and strategies to form a business. Then God blessed me with an extraordinary idea that has empowered my community to thrive. Becoming an entrepreneur has been an enlightening and positive experience, she said. Come on now. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. But like I always say, if you ever see a community thriving, it's a black woman behind it. Uh, you said about the black community? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, yeah. I can't but, disagree with I mean, that. a community period, yeah. Okay. You know? Come on I, was just, I just wanted to make sure. White people really ain't white without black people. Like, what what culture do they have, though? But let's not get on that. Anyway, right. anyway, I'm not going to go full-fledged X on you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to leave it alone. Oh, that's another hour worth of conversation right there. Okay, see? No, I'm now, no, not on you. Mm -hmm. I'm saying between the both of us. Yeah. From now on, for the rest of the podcast, you, I'm just going to let Brentel talk. Mm -hmm. Okay. Ha-ha-ha-ha. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did you think it's funny? Uh, did you see the article about hair love? No. Um, okay. There is an article that I found that I thought it was this is great. Um, it's an animated short film um, that promotes self-love by centering on a black dad who is trying to do his daughter's hair for the first time. And... <clears throat> During the film, him learning how to do the hair, the hair, like, moves and talks. And it's really great. And that's going to be coming out. Um, and Sony did this? Yeah, it's, I think it was on um, on uh, a short for Spider-Man at the theater, I believe. That's beautiful. But yeah, Matthew Cherry is doing that film. <laughs> I knew you would be excited to hear that. I know you know how I feel about black women yeah. and our hair. Yes. Come on I'm excited to see. Like, yeah. I'm at the um. I, I should put out. I should put that story in the show notes. Yeah, you should. Yeah, love. It's beautiful. Black women love your hair. Please love. Yeah, just yeah, talk about that. I know. Like, recently, I was just looking, um, I want to say this was Refinery29, because now Refinery29 is, like, really coming around with a lot of stuff, and now they have, you know, their, uh, 
section, Refinery 29 Unbothered. But they were talking about the historical context behind black women in scarves. Hmm. And that, you know, uh, late, late 18, well, no, late 1700s, early 1800s. You just, you really into this play? Is this a soul selection playlist? <laughs> oh, I do. Yeah, I figured that. I figured that. I figured that. <laughs> well, go ahead. Yeah, but they were talking about the scars and how um, the slaves masters, after they will cut our hair off, hmm. the women will wear scarves. But the black women will, the slaves would, would signify their scarves to still say, to still tell, you know. They're femininity. And that and plus, you know, what oh. what stature they were at. Because hair, hair had a status. Yeah, it did. Yes. And they would do it in their scarves. Mm-hmm. So the slave the, the slave masters made it a mark of shame if you had that scarf on. So throughout the... Wow. Yeah. 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 But throughout the centuries, throughout the decades, us black women turned those scarves into something else. You, you took know, the power back. Yeah, embellishing it, putting, you know, making it sparkly, or putting, uh, adding uh, flowers, adding color to it, mm-hmm. and that's why it is what it is today. We turned that mark of shame originally when it wasn't a mark of shame, but they made it a mark of shame, and we just took it back and made it our own again. Wow. And beautiful. now you got everybody wearing it because now it was on the wrong way to vote. At first when you wore it, like, why you had that on? And then they tried to make a negative once they did it. Well, ain't your mama put that on there and then gave everybody this whole image. Of, this perception of it. Yeah, this boot-licking mammy, as as some people call Because I heard somebody call Oprah that. That's just what made it pop in my mind. They did. They did. But that's, another, that's a whole other subject. They call Holy her shit. that. They did on YouTube when they were talking about her, um, Google it, Oprah. They call Oprah a boot-licking mammy. And I said, woo, that had to be somebody from the South who said that. <laughs> that God had to be an a, a angry Southerner. God yeah. damn, somebody called you a boot-licking mammy. That, that, you got to fight them. Yeah, they, they the fighting Yeah, for real. For real. Wow. <clears throat> what? That's what they called her. But, um, yeah, I thought that was pretty good. I was just thinking about, like, just that whole, the whole movie and the, the movie idea made me go back to, like, okay, somebody posted a video of this dude braiding this other dude's hair, right? And they were like, <clears throat> would you get your hair braided by him? Two thoughts went through my mind. Like, um... One, it was a girl who posted it, right? I'm pretty sure you're, that's, the man that you're dating that's in jail, he got his hair braided. Yeah. Yeah. Think about that. Two, um, I want to, yeah, shit, I want to learn how to, shit, show me how to braid it. Yeah, show me how to braid it, dude. Yeah. Because I would love to braid my daughter's hair. Uh, yeah, I know. Shit. You love to do a piece. <laughs> For real, yeah, like you love to do a period. You love to do your child hair period. Yeah, because I because it's just mostly dominated with a. Uh, it's a negative stigma for a man to know. Which actually, I don't think that because my dad said he used to braid his own hair. Yeah, like, and then it's it's male beauticians. 
Right. I'm talking about who can lay them edges better than any woman. They out here. They out here. And like most of the 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 the, uh, the hairdressers, they be doing the celebrities' wigs. Like you got Tokyo um, Styles. He do all the wigs for the celebrities. It's this other um, stylist in Chicago. He one of the, the elite. And his name is uh, Styles by Johnny B. Mm-hmm. And of course, they both gay males, gay black males. But it's like, man. And that, that's that's another stereotype. Like when, when when men do hair, that they automatically gay. Like now, I just probably just like to do hair. I just want to do hair. I, but I, they do no, think that though. No, my cousin, my cousin, my shout out to Cuddy. Cuddy was in cosmetology because he wanted to cut hair, right? Mm. But he learned how to do. Everything right, and he said, "I'm like, what? What you you want to get? Like you want to get uh, be a barber or something?" He's like, "Yeah," but I went in there because that's where all the girls at. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, God damn. yeah. Don't let you be fine and know how to do hair. You'll be yep. booked for months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, shout out to Cuddy, man. And they'll come talking about mess they help just to come back so you can sit in, so so they can sit in the chair. Yeah. But that's what they do. I don't. I don't like that. But I'm. I'm very happy about them doing this. I am here. Oh, it's so beautiful. And that's a bonding experience too. But now it's, I. I don't know if it's in Chicago. I have an article. I'm gonna look for it. Uh, where now they having classes for free that they're mm-hmm. teaching fathers how to do their daughter's hair. Like you and your daughter come for real. Yeah, and they t- they teach you how to do your daughter's hair. They teach you how to braid her hair. They have that now. For real, that's yeah. so dope. Yeah, they do. They do. I'm going to try to find the article. I thought that was good. Mm. Okay. Um, study finds that racial bias in police traffic stops and searches. A large-scale study of traffic stops across the U.S. found significant black versus white disparities in how often drivers were stopped and searched by the police, as well as evidence of racial bias behind those disparities. Black drivers were about 20% more likely to be stopped by police than white drivers. According to a study published last week by Stanford University's Open Policing Project, uh, researchers looked at data for nearly 100 million traffic stops from 2011 to 2017 carried out by 20 state patrol agencies, including California, New York, Texas, as well as 29 municipal police departments, including Denver, Tampa, Florida, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Okay, we you don't said really. Fort Wayne, Indiana. Yeah, we don't need to go any further. Okay. okay. The first place of the KKK. Okay, just want to say that. Just want to throw that out there. Good point. Um, us black people, we'll look at just be like, damn, we ain't need this study. We know this. We live this. You know what I'm saying? You can't learn this in the book. You got to live it. You know, I. But, but. <laughs> These type of studies give us something on paper that wasn't done by us because a lot of times with uh, like lawsuits or anything like that, 
now you have you have something tangible that you can take to them along with your evidence of being wrongly pulled over or whatever. Hopefully there could be some policies put in place that can counteract this, the data in this 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 uh project. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because a lot of times we can say, hey, man, they doing this, they doing that. But what we have to say gets disregarded. But for, yeah. Yes. So when you, and, and, and this is funny, I don't know why, why it's like this, but it's like this with, um, with black with black men, anybody, anybody who has some level of privilege, it always is un, more understandable when somebody from that same group yeah. says what somebody who's marginalized has been saying. Yeah. Hmm. So shout out to Stanford. University's openly open policing project. Open policing. Yeah, it's crazy that open it's crazy that they they having these studies now, and we literally have been saying like, "Hey yo." I mean, we was living it we in the sixties, fifties, forties, thirties. I mean, right after uh, slavery. Considering you know where policing started, but hey, what it was the original, anyway. Yeah. But um, let's wow. See. So Stanford doing studies. See, I'm. Yeah. I'm not mad. I'm not mad at the study. Oh, I'm not mad at the study. I just want to make that clear. I'm not mad at the study. I'm mad at the fact that there's a study that has to be done. Yeah. Like you know, even even here. <clears throat> Even here, even even when you talk about the topic of race in this community, it's that whole, oh, really? It exists? Oh, no, I could never. Oh, no, all my, all my friends are black. Oh, no, my granddaughter, she's mixed. All of my grandchildren are mixed. Yeah. Biracial. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, racism, it doesn't exist. Because look at the unity. I mean, it's... <sighs> and, and, and that's what bothers me. That's what bothers me. When people <laughs> who have never, who can never, and who oh, will never go there. experience it, <laughs> is telling me that it doesn't exist, though. The fact that you said, look at the unity. No, it's not the unity. It's that the black people in this community, strictly, I want y'all to hear me, have been brainwashed, have been led to think that <clears throat> just because somebody befriends you or asks you to be in their circle, that everything is okay, right? Yeah. When the whole time, you're, you, you, they got you under their foot. Yeah. That's why they can have you around. Uh-huh. Because you're no longer a threat to them. Keep that in mind. And they really got you when they can openly say racist things in front of you and you just don't say anything mm. about it. Mm. This, I'm going even bigger. Okay. I'm talking about people in power. 
meaning there's no economic structure here. Mm-hmm. There's no sense of pride here. None. And I hate to be like to localize the, the pod when we're, this is a worldwide pod, but this is what we going through, what I'm going through in my community, what I'm seeing. Yes, there's is we have a handful of black businesses and they're under the thumb of city council who make things harder for them. Mm-hmm. When there's funding that needs to be dispersed, there's always an issue with how it comes down and just dis- distributed to the communities that need be. There's always an issue with that. Of course, they're going to have no problem with you being around. Why they keep you safe? The best slave is the slave that doesn't know he's a slave. <clears throat> Let that marinate. Yeah. See, this is why I'm letting Bertel talk more. It's just y'all him. See, that's what I'm saying. I'm just, yeah, Stephanie's just going to sit in the corner. I'm just going to be in the corner for the day. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, experienced, I experienced that at my job, like, even talking to people. Like, recently at my job, they did photos, and you had to do a whole bio. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I gave my education, you know, the things I've done, my training and mm-hmm. whatnot. And they said, you know, uh, what do you want to do for the, to, in the future? Like, what are your long-term... To establish a, a economic base for people of color in Fremont to destroy narrative of the black people, black men and women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everybody read that bio. Oh, that's all I, that's, and when everybody asks to see my picture, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So now you know who you working with. Now you know who you working with. Y'all yeah. be loving and saying, look. Look, look at my beautiful grandkid. Aren't they beautiful? It's just that hair. And I be wanting to say to myself, baby, look. Look. I, and and I, I, had to, I had to have a conversation with a lady who I work with with her, or her grandchild being mixed and being biracial. And I'm like, let me tell you something. I said the same things that I am going through as a black woman, your grandchild will face that same fate. Because that's what happens when, when you're a person of color in America, specifically a black person in America. It's this, it's this certain level of, of resilience that you have to have to all the things that you encounter. I mean, you got institutional racism. Yes. You have the pipeline of prison. You have so many strategies or best practices, as they call, mm. to, <laughs> to mm. dehumanize you, to make you feel less than. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, when you get to talking about economics and just when we were having a conversation, and, and this, is, this is another thing. This is what I want to tell people. Yeah, my voice got high because I'm, I'm sick of the, the narrative with Chicago. And people talking about, oh, you from Chicago, it's so bad. No, but the economics are bad in Chicago. When we are, when we are taxpayers and they, 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 they are beautifying these neighborhoods, putting million dollars into these neighborhoods, and when it comes to the black communities, not a red cent is coming that way. While they, while they boarding up schools and while they tearing down houses that they never plan to that they never plan to redevelop, 
why there's no early intervention for these kids and why the police are not there to patrol and to protect. They are there to react. Mm. It's the politics in Chicago the way it is, the way it is. And plus it's propaganda because Chicago is going under one of the biggest gentrification projects in like probably the last like 20 or 30 years. Like right now, where there used to be historically black neighborhoods, historically black owned and operated places, now you see a whole family of white people walking down 63rd and King Drive. When you just, it went 10 years ago, a white person could, if, if a white person was coming in the hood, they was coming in the hood for that good good. They was coming in the hood for some drugs. Now you see Bob and Linda and their child, Sarah and Jimmy. So they, they jogging and walking their dogs Yeah, down there? she, I'm oh, talking it's about. it's over with. It's yeah, over with. Yeah. It's over with. You might as well go ahead, either better double up your job. Or you better go ahead and move out because them prices going up. Red as line. As you see that, that Starbucks. Yeah. Or you see somebody walking, jogging their dog. Yeah. Because they are tired. They are tired of driving two and three hours from the suburbs to the city for their jobs. They want to be able to commute. They want to be able to have a 30-minute 30, a 30 commute. That's what they want. It's propaganda because... No, people don't realize that when Obama started running for president, that's when Chicago got under the microscope. That's when older violence was bad. You know, saying from the fact that D.C. and Maryland and L.A. had higher crime rates than Chicago at that time mm. when Obama was running for office. But ain't nobody saying that shit, though. So now consistently that you see on the news, here it is, 57 people dying over the weekend, 37 people dying. I want to see, see these records. I want to see this. I want to see people getting, and ain't no, ain't no murders getting solved. Mm. Ain't no murders getting solved. None. None. But they want to get upset because all the charges was dropped for Jussie. Come on now. But y'all took $5 million to cover up Laquan McDonald. And only gave that man who killed him 81 months. And he's in, in a vacation home, basically. Yeah. And, and, you know, a lot, of people don't, a lot of people don't know that our last three governors have been in jail for extortion and grand larceny. Murder. Scandals, truck scandals. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Governor George Ryan was in jail. I think he was in jail, what, five, six years? This major Midlothian truck scandal. Giving these people false uh, truck licenses so they can bring drugs in and out of Illinois. But ain't nobody heard about that, though. It's the politics and the economics that have Chicago like that. They have to make it seem that it's so bad. And when you and, 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 and I guarantee you in the next 10 years, you ain't going to see a brown face on 63rd and King Drive. Mm. You're not. You're just not. You're not. It looks like, it, it looks like op it's open land everywhere for miles on the south side of Chicago. So I just want you all to understand when y'all say it's so bad, I don't want to visit there. No, it's not. It got its good and the bad, bad areas everywhere. So stop saying that Chicago is always just, no, it's not. It's the economics and the politics that make it what it is, and it's the propaganda that's keeping you all believing that it's that way, and it's not. So that's all I wanted to say, because I love my city. We know. <laughs> to the END. Um, Me Too founder Tarana Burke launches a HBCU anti-sexual violence tour. 
Go uh, ahead. Go ahead. How you feel about that? I'm, 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 I mean, I'm happy she doing that because, you know, what a lot of people don't want to say, and this is what I'm seeing, and maybe I'm seeing it wrong, is that when she started that, they was like, oh, she's really, oh, okay, oh. So let's just try to snatch this from her a little bit. Let, let's make it ours, as, you know, white women do it all the time. They voted for Trump. I had, I had a conversation with somebody, and they were like, well, the movement, um, the movement is bigger than what, you know, she probably even imagined. Whoop, 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 whoop. Because I was thinking, like, man, at this point, which she got me together because she was like, because I thought, like, man, should, at this point, should you redo, rebrand the Me Too movement or whatever? But which I was thinking a little, I was thinking small at the time. But she was like, a black woman shouldn't have to rebrand something that she already built and is being co-opted. Yeah. And I was like, you're right. And whoever said that, shout out to them. Shout out to them. Because I was having a conversation, you know, with uh, Maydell. And she said the same thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it was hers. But here you is, you know, the same women who voted for Trump co-opted it and, and just made it. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I know she had intentions. Mm-hmm. I know she Which, had direct intentions. It was bigger It was bigger than, you know, just for some, like, a black movement. It was bigger than that. It was, for, it was for women in general. But it's it's kind of being, I wouldn't say it's being perverted. Yeah. But it's on the way to that perversion because of the internet and people who don't understand the movement taking and diverting it to something that it shouldn't be. And it's going to take, it's going to take her and like a team of people that she recruits to bring it back to the narrative that they created. You know what I'm saying? And that's why she's doing this, which is smart. Exactly. Yeah. And, Cause somebody said, look, right. And she's going to be doing tours at Howard University, Atlanta University Center, um, Alabama State University, North Carolina Central University, and Florida A&M University. Which, when I, I seen this article, I was like, man, that's dope. Considering a couple years back, they had that story about uh, Morehouse and Spellman covering up those rapes at from Morehouse. Mm-hmm. Was it Morehouse or Spellman? Which one is the woman? The, Spellman is okay. the woman. Morehouse yeah, is the male. They were both covering up sexual assaults and rapes that happened there. And I thought this is really good for communicating those things. And, you know, hopefully there's men at these these discussions because that's who needs to hear all of this. But she's smart to do it at HBCUs, considering the fact that, you know, a lot of liberals who keep saying, oh, no, I'm not racist, and you say at HBCU, what's that? What's that? Is that a shoe? <laughs> I, um, does that mean they're racist? Or does that mean they're in a place of privilege that they don't have to know what that is? That too. But isn't that directed? Isn't that a direct? It's a microcosm. Yeah, to that. Mm, that's oh, debatable. 
It's debatable because, like, it's, it's, you know why it's debatable? Because your reaction after you learn. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Yeah, because, you know, you have people here that are, you know, in this educational system here in this school, in, in, in this community in Fremont, you know, and they don't know what an HBCU is. Principals. Hmm. Teachers. But this is but this is my this is my thing. I I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm and I can open honestly say when it comes to that I would just always think if Oh, also, if you don't know what it something? is. Can mm-hmm. I say something? If you are listening to this right now, urge your child to go to an HBCU for people in Ohio. Do we have an HBCU in Ohio? What's it called? Uh Central State. And it's another one too. Like Wilbur or something like that. They Wilbur. Wilberforce. There you go. And those are in Ohio. Urge your child, even if they're biracial, urge them to go to a HBCU and be around the people. I like I show I showed Ava. Um they was it was Howard and they were showing the first uh showing of us. Mm-hmm. They was in there swag surfing deep in yeah. the theater. Yeah. I was like, man, because I wanted to experience that. I like if I go back, I'll, I'll go to HBCU. Yeah. Period. Mm-hmm. First day, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I want, I want you. You want your child to experience that, especially if they live around here, because they've been living in a area that is saturated in whiteness, and they don't have a sense of culture here. We don't have a, a African American culture here. We don't. We don't. We're we're not established on that front. So. Taking allowing your child to go to an HBCU and, and soak up their culture and come back and bring it bring the culture back to town and do some positive things. Yeah, and plus the HBCUs another benefit is that they they giving out they giving money away. Oh, them scholarships is they giving away they money. They hit different. Yeah. Yes. They hit different when they come from your own. Now. They hit different. It do. My my cousin right now is a, a eighty a eighty thousand dollar scholarship at Alcorn State. I love Alcorn State. You know, so come on now, they they are giving away this money, and you ain't got to struggle, get a second job, and you don't have to deal with the, the You don't have to deal with that racism on campus. Yes, because even Russell Simmons' daughter, I just read an article about her, and she says she's tired of dealing with racism at school. While we're on the Me Too movement, um, I seen something with Cardi B in her video, and I've been noticing, you know, certain behaviors online. Um, where, let me give me a second. Okay, the I can't find the video. Huh? Well, all right, well, we're running short on time, but Cardi B said that she used to, you know, bait men with sex take them to hotels and and drug them and rob them. In which the reaction from that was you see men online saying things like mute Cardi B. I'm seeing that hashtag going around. Uh, cancel Cardi B. You know, me too. This and that, right? And essentially, what I took from that is like I hearken back to DMX. He was a well-known stick-up kid. He 
He rapped about robbing niggas. He rapped about sticking up the the, the rich rappers. He rapped about all of that. He glorified in his music. Cardi B, she said in her video that she doesn't do that. She doesn't glorify that in her music because she's not proud of that. Yes, she did that, but she's not proud of that. And now they want to bring that back and say, oh, we're going to cancel you. We want we want to shut down your money. We want to, you know, make things hard for you. And what I took from that is like, whenever, also, whenever a, whenever a person is winning and at the top of things, they're going to nitpick. Like the world is going to nitpick, nitpick the things that they do to try to bring them back down. Yeah. And that's what we're witnessing right now. And but she winning now. She continues to win through and the nitpicking. Yeah, and another thing, she was in survival mode. Mm-mm. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She was in survival mode. When you, when you in the gutter, it's wrong. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's wrong. It is. It's wrong. But black men have been glorifying robbing niggas for the past forty years. Hip hop is what seventy six, forty three years old. You see what I'm saying? This has been going on. This has been wrapped about. Just been glorified for forty three years. So, also the mute Cardi B thing shows how ignorant that hashtag is. Mute R Kelly is a foundation yeah. that was started. Yeah, it's not just a hashtag. This is what I will say. Speaking from a perspective of of. of coming where she coming from and saying what she's saying. No, nah, I wasn't robbing niggas and taking it. No, nah, I wasn't doing none of that. No, no, I wasn't. But them niggas who she was robbing, them was probably glorified drug dealers. Big doing, money cats. You get what I'm saying? Disrespecting women, probably raping women they self. Mm-hmm. Probably doing all type of shit. And she, did, and she said, also, going back to that, like they equate robbery and rape in the same sentence. There's it's apple and oranges. Yeah. Consider like if you if you are comparing the two, what you saying is those men getting their property taken away from them, and those women who've been raped and violated by R. Kelly. You look at that as the same this in the same sense, meaning their innocence, their comfort, and well being is property. That's not chains and money. You know what I'm saying? You can't you can't put a price on what they lose. Yeah. So to compare them is disrespectful in a sense. And you show that's just like when you hear the cats when R. Kelly the survivor um R. Kelly thing came around. All the parents, the girls is fast. Again, this makes me look at y'all like yo. Who's the real predator in real life? You know what I'm saying? But that, you know, and, and even even when I was growing up, even in, in, in my community, it was just like nobody was checking these men on their predatory behavior. It was so more, so more as people saying, ooh, look at that girl, she fast, because she was simply expressing herself. It wasn't that she was going around here sleeping with men, but if she wore makeup or, you know, if her shorts was too short, then she being fast, or if she walked a certain way. You know what I'm saying? Like, they stank walk, as people say. Like, she, you, get, you know what I'm talking about, nigga. You know what I'm talking about. But they all equate that 
And it was always girls being fast. It was always tied to their sexuality. It would never be a sense of expression, though. But here it is. You got white kids out here shaving the side of their head off and dying the green and purple on this side and getting septum piercings and wearing black lipstick. But it's okay for them to express themselves because that's, them, that's a form of expression for them. And you're not judging them. But the minute a black girl wears some shorts that's too short, or if she wears just a little bit too makeup, too too much makeup, she being fast, and that's tied to her sexuality. And it's just like black people, we have to start checking one another on that. Cause like, come on now, and and I I I've um I've been guilty of that too. Looking at girl, look at this little fast ass girl, and she probably could just be simply expressing herself though. But we but when certain when certain clothes came out and certain hairstyles came out, we was well, I definitely wasn't allowed to wear it. We wasn't definitely allowed to wear certain colors. Black women, little black girls can wear red. You know, that signified with you being a harlot. So it was just so much stuff, you wow. know. I never knew that. It was just so much stuff that we had to contain to keep us silent. Why these men, older men, you know, are being... Prayed, prayed on these, allowed to pray on these. Yeah, men. and ain't nobody to like, hey man, you know. No, that's a little girl. Right. That's a little girl. And then, you know, it's that whole term, oh, he a man, a man gonna be men. So you gonna allow this man to do this fucked up shit? Yeah, ain't nobody checking these men? <laughs> and they put oh more God. of the blame, they put more blame on the on the victim than the, you get what I'm saying? Than the actual person who afflicted the, the, the pain. Yeah. It's just, it bothers me. It bothers me that they do that. We have to stop doing that. We have to stop doing that because a, a lot of black women don't realize that there have been so many things that to silence us, though. You know, and, and we have been taught uh, to be silent about our pain and shit that we're going through. And then the minute we open up our mouth and we start to express the things that we go through, we immediately get judged. Now, she just simply said that she used to do that, though. And, you know, now motherfuckers talking about mute her. That's wild. Yeah, nah, fuck, hmm, fuck all y'all. Fuck all, because y'all was getting money doing more worse up shit, fucked up shit than, than she was. So, come on now. People just so quick to judge in this era. It just makes me mad. Like, y'all, shut the fuck up. All right. Do we need to take another break? No, we don't no? need. Okay. No, because you, you really feeling this playlist. I'm getting it off. I, you know yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> hmm. Oh, no, no, I'm gonna take a break though. Just, just we just relax. Should you? 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 Are you working out? Is this part of your workout? No, this is that shit. Yeah. Are you going to bend down yeah. and do it? You ain't coming back up if you do that shit. Oh, man. All right. We got the shit you segment. And guess what? We have. What? No, you wasn't supposed to say nothing. Um, We have Milani J on the phone here to do the shit you question. Well, not segment. You want to read the questions or you want me to read the questions? I, uh, yeah, I said I was going to let you talk. Okay, well, I'll talk. You read the questions. See? See? There you go. Never mind. Don't even worry about it. Okay, You know what? <laughs> <laughs> I have my phone in my pocket. I'm sorry. 
You know, everybody don't have a, um, I don't, you didn't, you didn't send it to me. Oh, my fault. I didn't send it. You got them. You got them in, in the message, actually. Oh, I do have um, them in the message. All right, we'll go with this one first. How should you tell someone that they have bad hygiene? Go first, Melania J. How should you what on IG? I didn't quite hear you. How should you tell someone that they have bad hygiene? Oh, ooh. You know what? I, I just, you know, I just pull them into a dark corner and tell them. <laughs> There's no, <laughs> no reason to beat around the bush on that, you know. Yeah, she's just, a dark corner. <laughs> you know, if, if, if that's one of those come to Jesus moments. You just got to say, come here, you know, excuse me. Excuse me, uh, uh, Roberto or whoever. You know, let me let me let me holler at you real quick. And you pull them over to the um, most singular corner that you can find. But you need to, they need to know how serious the situation is. Like you can't even talk to them amongst other people. You like you got to pull their arm and pull them over to somewhere special and look them directly in the face and say, "We need to talk." You know. Um, and, and, you know, just let them know, you know, you kind of right. I don't know what, which hygiene are we speaking of. Are we speaking of oral hygiene or, or what type of hygiene is specific? Because you, you handle yeah. different hygiene different ways. Okay. You know? All right. Give me, give me if they breath stink. Right. Okay. Give me that one first. Like if they, okay. If they're breath stink. Now, see, you could just tell somebody that. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, you, you, even suggestively, like, oh, girl, you know, you 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 want a tic tac? You want some gum or something? You can like let them know, but not let them know with that. Mm-hmm. But if it's like coming like that, you can just be like, "Them dragons is on your tongue." <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, what about the body hygiene? The body hygiene. Yeah, that's what you got to pull them over. Oh, you okay? You pull them to the side. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you gotta talk to them about that because you know you you can just tell them like it it smell like you've been bathing in all winter. Hmm. Oh no! Oh my God! No! She took it there. <laughs> all right, we're gonna move on. Just saying. That's my uh, but that's my um advice for you guys. Oh my you God! To the corner. Okay. Let them know straight on. Cause you know you don't want to be that friend that's like amongst all Yo, the other gotta friends. Edit that. Like, oh girl, here she comes. You don't want to do that. Just tell them straight up so that they know that um, they need to take a shower. And, you know, if they need help, how, you can you can tell them, like, I, I, I'll get in there with you if you need help. <laughs> you know, I'll, I will show you what to do. <laughs> yeah, no, so no, I'm serious because I even nowadays there's grown people that do not know how and wasn't taught how to properly bathe, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So we got some 30, 40 year old women out here that don't know about the front to back. They don't know, you know, they just yeah. mix in all of the, the back juices in with the front juices, yeah. you know, and it's like, no, no, no. Well, Lonnie J. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, she from, yeah. There you go. You have to check them. Oh, my gosh. You have to check. Just do it in love. Because um, I'm coming to you, baby, because when your sit-down stink, uh-uh. <gasps> no, I got to come I got to come to you in love. 
Yeah, you have she to said down. Sit down. Thank you. Yeah. You know, when they sit down yeah. and that, that brush extra, of air, oh my God. that brush of air come up. You know what I'm talking about, Joy? Yes. Like when somebody sit down and that brush of air just yep. and it hits your, like if you sit down, stank baby, we have to, we have to have a one-on-one talk. Yes, you do. I have, have to grab to. your hand and say, beloved, I have to give <laughs> you. And it don't be, and, and, and it don't be, you know, and it could be like. You know that walk pass too. You know you. you yes, walk but the walk pass—that's the worst the, one. Ooh, that's the, ooh, that's the killer right there. <laughs> Cause see, that's that's lingering though. That's a yeah, lingering you, smell. And, and you know who it is exactly. Like mm-mm, that was her. That was her. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it gives you a direct yeah. Signif- yeah, signification. Of, no, no, mm-mm. it wasn't her who walked Man, behind her. Because the, the that walk back gets you. Will tell you truth. Yeah, it will. Especially in the summertime. The wind will definitely tell you the truth. Yeah. Um, that a secret cannot get away in the, in, in when that wind when that wind hits you. Yeah, that's why I be doing PSAs. Like at my job, at my job in the summer, yeah, I do PSAs. Oh my god! Because you actually think I want to walk into the bathroom where I have to excrete my bodily fluids, and it Mm-mm. smells like a what do you call that? It smells like a whole bordello, and it smells like Armageddon, baby. I feel and like it- um, in places um, that are. Uh, like factories and things like that, yeah. they really need to keep some wet wipes on hand in the bathroom. Yeah. I think it is a disgrace for them not to have them. Wow. Yeah, because I, you know, they they the, where I'm working at, and then they be like, "Oh, well, Stephanie, it's not that serious." Well, baby, what do you mean it's not that? Serious? Who who is sleeping with you? Like, what, what is curious. going on down there, baby? It's a party going on down there, but not that type of party. It's a germ party going on down there. I just there. got, when I had, I just got off doing this, this, um, this little event, and I was on the plane, and I was like, what in the Garfield, Newport, and, um, <laughs> and hot dog water is going on here? That's what I'm saying. It was, it, yeah, it was bad. Yes, Joy, it yes, I, I it know. Was, it was it was cats and dogs and cigarettes and assholes. That's I know, I know. Let me tell you something. I said it smells like the public aid office in this bathroom. Oh my god! Okay. And the public aid office okay. in Chicago, <laughs> baby. Everybody, I'm talking about the dope fiends, the crackheads, oh the god. junk. You get what I'm saying? Coming all up and through there. It's so bad, baby. They got mm-hmm. to keep the tissue outside the bathroom, and you know how it smells mm-hmm. in there. I'm talking about they don't mop the floors. So it's probably months of piss about, on the floor. You know what in the six hundred pound life is going? <laughs> yes, on. thank you, thank you, Joy. It, it was bad. It yeah, was, mm. and y'all won't know. Oh my god! And I be telling okay. the women like, here, here's some napkins. They was like, oh, well, who did that? But yes, yes, because mm-hmm. I just think maybe it could be the underwear y'all wearing. Maybe it could be how y'all washing the other body parts. You know parts. what's dope though? In in Japan, I I remember this. I remember I went and visited my husband when he was stationed in Japan. In Japan, in like airports and places and gas stations, stuff, they have showers. Huh. Showers, like in the stalls and stuff like that, in yeah. the airports and stuff. Because I don't know if they know like if homeless people are going to be there. I don't know, but what I do know is they are, they believe in hygiene. And I was like, oh, um. 
why why can't the U.S. you know have something like know. this? Because we need it. Yeah. Wow. Huh. I wonder if you get like tickets for being snake. I there. mean, for real. You probably do. Like, you probably do. Mm. You probably do. Okay. But. Let's move on to the next one. Mm. Well, I okay, to answer the question, I'm a little bit... I did answer. No, I know I did. I, I mean, I, I have to. Um, <laughs> you just got to tell somebody, look, hey, man, because I used to have I used to have a friend. I'm not going to say no names. Uh, Wait, ask the question one more time. The The, the hygiene question. That's what that's what I'm talking. I'm still on that one because I I didn't get the answer. Okay, okay. I, I had a friend. Like, we would go, you know. Now we 15, 16, 14, 15, 16. All of us, all of, all the fellas would go, and you know, play basketball. You know what I'm saying? Go home. Everybody take a shower. Come back. We fresh, right? <clears throat> now it's time okay. to go holler at some girls. Are we going over to the girls' side? And you got that one friend. <laughs> not gonna say no names, but the circle of friends know who I'm talking about. He would never take no shower. <laughs> and we would all look at this nigga like, "Hey, man, uh, hey, what type of deodorant you use, man? I use, I like to use X, Y, and Z. What kind are you using? Oh man, you know what? Because you, you hate to be funky." You know what I'm saying? You just hate to be funky, especially when you're around girls. Mm. And they would never get the hint. So, well, eventually, you know, eventually, we stopped. Hey, who is that? I was just saying. Um, eventually, we would just stop having him come around. Yeah, but I'm talking about, he must be, baby. What is them balls like? I don't want water balls. Are they twin water balls? That's what I want to know, Joy. Joy, let me tell you something. When a man don't wash up, when they don't wash up and they just lazy and don't wash up for a couple of days, let me tell you something, baby. You can light a stove with that, that smell that's under their balls, though, because that's how fire, it be on fire, girl. You know, no, the musty balls, I'm talking about, to take you out. I mean, it'll raise the dead, girl. Men shave their balls. I mean, you know, like keep it to keep it clean. Like I mean, do they yeah, shave their balls? I you think men shave You know, make sure clean shave their balls. You know, you manscape. Nice clean shave. But there's a degree of difficulty because of how sensitive your ball skin is. But I'm just saying. Well, I mean, if you got a girl, you have her help you. Right, That's you know, you have her help you wax them balls. Shavers, <laughs> little wax. electric, you know, electric shavers that you, you know can, can get in them in them <laughs> genitals. <laughs> I'm just saying, females ask their best friends to wax them. Really? Yeah. So you guys wax each other? Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. When should you tell someone their sex is bad? Oh, um, I, I, I do right in the middle of it. Yeah. See, we on the same page, Joy. I, I'm serious. Yeah. Why Why would you want to suffer through that and linger on, you know? I know. 
Yes, a long side. If I'm if I'm bored or something's not working out for me, I just say, you know what? Um, how about we just go to Subway? You know, <laughs> like yeah. you want to go to Dairy Queen? Like I just get up. <laughs> the best way, the best way to stop bad sex is just cut it off right there. Peel the bandaid, you know, snap the bandaid off, and um, just re-erect, redirect the attention. Like you know. That's the best way to do it. Because why? Because cause you know. You know that it's not going to get you nowhere. Like, in the middle of it. You know? <laughs> you know it's not going nowhere. So why continue on? Just say, you know what? Give that nice shoulder pat. You tried. Let's go to Dairy Queen and get something to eat. Yeah. Ice cream always makes you feel better. After, you know. And then maybe at Dairy Queen, just let them know that it's never going to happen again. Ever again. Yeah, no. Yeah. So, so do you agree? I do. I mean, yeah. Uh, when should you tell somebody they say? At the moment of penetration. Because when they enter, you know whether it's going to be good or not. You know what I'm saying? Some, sometimes you know once they, once, ooh, you get that little arch in your back like a cat. You know what I'm talking about, Joy. Like, God damn. Yeah, like, you. You know within about the first five minutes if um, the nigga knows what he's doing yeah. or doesn't know what he's doing or, you know, the female knows what she's doing or don't. You have chemistry. you either going to have chemistry with the person or you're not. If you're not having that certain chemistry with that person, why let it linger on? Yeah. Because you're not going to let it linger on for them. Like, ew. Like, I'm not doing this for you. I'm doing this for us. Like, No. No. It's not working. We we'll just need to go. Let's stop what we're doing. Let's politely get dressed and go to McDonald's and get a Big Mac. I know. I could have had a V8 <laughs> yeah. rather than sit here <laughs> and deal with it. Uh, See, it's different for dudes. Because we could, you guys have to verbalize it. All we got to do is just let ourselves go down. And that's that's all the message that you need right there. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't wouldn't you would rather have somebody be honest with you than pretend the whole way through and then you hitting them up for the next three weeks wondering why they're not answering the phone? Yeah, I mean, <sighs> I ain't never had them problems, but. Man. <laughs> I ain't never had the problems. I mean, I'm not sitting over here saying, you know, that that I'm the best, but like I've, I've, like, like you were saying, like, nigga, you not, like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I'm getting more enjoyment out looking out the window, so seeing these birds. Would you say birds. that? Would you be like, what are? Would you be like, what are you doing? And then like try to teach? Because I feel like at at this age, we too, t- we, I'm too old. I'm not gonna teach you um, what to do. Shoot. Teaching and stuff, that was, like, in our 20s. Like, if you ain't got it by now, we going to McDonald's and get something to eat. And that's joy. Like, I'm not here telling you what to do. And, and, ooh, move to the left. Move to the right. And, um, all right, no, put your mouth right there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Now, now somebody who I like, now, somebody who I like, yeah. Like if I like you and it's kind of yeah. But would you like them after that? I'm 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 sorry. Y'all know how. <laughs> yes, yes, we do. I don't. <laughs> you know when it, when it when it comes to sex, but because I'm experienced 
It's just like I I have yet. I don't know. No. I yeah, don't but know. would you would you like to like after that? <laughs> would like, you like to? <laughs> I, no. Because I, I would. I, this, I don't this, know if I could like you. After I, that. And another like, thing I, would what? That would just totally ruin it for me. Yeah, I can see where you're going. But like like if they got the stature. And they don't have no stamina, like the stamina thing. That's 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 with me. That's with me. Uh, that's with me. Like I don't know when it when it comes to sex with me. I I like the duration. We can take you know intermissions and shit and whatnot. But I don't know sometimes. And this is my whole thing. Sometimes and then some of them they they bust quick. You know what I'm saying? And they you don't you don't get the full experience of the stroke. They probably had sex in a long time. Like I like I don't know maybe because I'm I'm halfway nice when it comes to sex because I'm 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 very experienced though because I've done a lot yeah and it's I just, guess you know too it 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 goes on um when you say bad sex bad sex can be mean a whole bunch of different things it can that's like vague <laughs> yeah yeah it is that's yeah. really vague because you is. know something something that somebody might do to you to the next person they might like it or might not like it so. Yeah. Yes. For me personally, if I don't like what I'm getting, I'm gonna, I'm cutting corners right there. It's, it's time to get up off this bed, you know, whatever, and let's <laughs> let's do something else. Yeah, but I'll let them know. Find a different activity because this one is not <laughs> laser tag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's let's do something fun because now friends on with you. You gonna be friends on for life. And it, it'll probably be good for them on your part because they be like, "Wow, I've never had nobody like that." But then your man, like, N- you don't know, <laughs> like, no, like it was over before it began. Like it's still seconds left in the minute. <laughs> That's how I feel, though. It, it it's still seconds left in the minute. Holy like, why are you shaking? You going into convulsions, nigga? Like, how are you sweating? And how you and I mean we in a well cooled environment. Oh my goodness! <laughs> but that's how I feel. Like this one, and, and, and now now I'm gonna get transparent uh, and get personal. Because <laughs> when it, come, shit off. When it, it off. comes to sex, joy, you know how you know how me and you talk. But it was just this one dude, man. He was this uh, basketball coach, and I met him through my friend. Because she was her son, he was he was coaching her son, and I came there with him. I'm like, damn, he fine and shit. And he was feeling me too, so I gave him my number, girl. I'm talking about he swole and shit, nice lips, and you know the ones that lick their lips because they just know they too sexy. Right, right. Man, first off, it, it it wasn't what I thought it was gonna be like size wise, but I'm like, you know what? It ain't even about that. Niggas got skills, and they got like four inches. So you know what I'm saying? Size doesn't matter. Yes, yeah, we going there. We are we going there today. So I'm sitting over here like, okay, yeah, all right, we can do something. I could I could do something with that. I mean, I in my mind I'm looking at it like I, I know what positions I'm gonna use to best serve me. Oh my god. Uh-uh. Oh my god. He got in there and he got the going. And I'm sitting over here like, nigga, you what? Are we done? We're yeah. done. We're done. Cause I didn't feel no penetration. Mm. I didn't. I don't know where. Oh, I don't know no. where. I don't know where he was in in this in the area. I don't know. Maybe it was my thighs. My thighs are really big, and they probably was close. <laughs> and it was like you know what I'm saying, like kind of damp. 
So it probably God. was that. Oh I don't know, Joya. I don't God. know. I don't oh, know. But I was so disappointed because, like, he had good conversation. You know what I'm saying? Always smell good. Well educated. But my nigga, oh. like... What are you? Oh my God! Like, you know, he's talking about. I mean, what you doing later on? Not you. I am not doing you. And he was like, "What you say? Not you." I'm like, "What did we just do here?" He was like, "I mean, you didn't like it, no? No, I did not. No, I did not. Oh man, that's what toys are for." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And with the way things going Here for me, I'm probably gonna like, I'm probably gonna be a nun. You know what? How about you go open that door right there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go open that drawer right there. And um we can continue this. Yeah. It's just like damn, and then you disappointed. Now you gotta go home and be disappointed and then you go home and call like girl, it wasn't girl, no, mm mm. Just Got to throw that number away. And then they text you, like, what's every up? Day. Yeah. So I was disappointed because he was, yeah. I, I mean, Brentel, what do you think? Um, As far as sex? Like, if it's yeah, bad? Like if it's bad? If, if, if it's if bad? It's, no, this is what I'm going to do. <clears throat> I'm, huh? gonna let, I'm, going to, I'm going to purposely go down. <laughs> That's what I'm, I'm going to do. So you going to think about some random shit? Yeah, hell you know? yeah. Hell yeah. Getting the fuck up out of there, yeah. and they be like, "Is it's everything okay?" I got a lot on my mind, <laughs> <laughs> and they do that too. They be doing, "Oh God, yep. I done seen that in movies." Yeah, and weird. then I'm getting the fuck up out of there. I bet. Yep. Mm, that's yeah. That's that. Ooh, I think I left the stove on. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, ooh, I gotta let my cousin in. Yeah, I got the key. Yeah. All right, I got another one. How should you handle your child being bullied at school? Or being bullied, period, not at school. But being how do you how, how should, what? How should you handle your child being bullied? Oh, now I, I know about this one personally because, okay. you know, I, I had a child that was bullied. Um and it got to the point where I, at first I, I didn't say anything because sometimes when you speak up, it, it makes it worse for the child. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I did was um, made an anonymous phone call, you know, to to the school. And um, they were asking all different types of questions. I'm like, listen, I, you don't need to know all that. Just know that this little boy here is who you need to look out for. Then it went into phase two where you pull out the, the bigger the bigger siblings, you know, mm-hmm. the, the older siblings, the bigger siblings, to wait with them outside of the school and, um, you know, kind of just walk with them and to let other people know if you mess with this person again, it's going to be a problem. Right. After phase two, I didn't have any more problems after that. <laughs> I didn't have any more problems. I think you should um, always have that older, bigger cousin on standby you know, um, to, to make sure that the other other kids know that the older, bigger cousin has no problem at all smacking the dust off of you if you keep messing with, you know, the, the younger cousin. Mm-hmm. And then it really doesn't, 
because it's about fear, especially with children. You know, bullies like to have that intimidation factor. But once they figure out that they can't intimidate anybody anymore, they usually stop. Right. You know, you always have to have that, that put that fear in them. And then um, the situation usually usually ceases. Um, so that's, well, that's what my suggestion would be. If you have a child and they have... They don't have, like, an older sibling or older brother or sister that can, um, you know, put some fear into some of these kids that are bullying them. Then you need to go ahead and get the older cousin, the one that got the face and neck tattoos, to come up there, <laughs> to come up there and um, just kind of kind of spark some intimidation. And it'll stop. It'll stop. You, Stephanie? Because <laughs> my child, uh, I, my son, my youngest son, my youngest son is uh-huh. a gentle giant. So he's so nice. and it, Like, he doesn't know his own strength. And, it, you know, it was an incident where he was getting bullied. And, you know, with Preston, because Preston is the older brother, but Preston is, is small. My son is small. So the older one is smaller uh, than the younger one. And I'm telling him, well, what are you doing? He was like, well, he get he he, he be having other um other. It's a group of them, and they all be doing it. And he was like, and and that they got other people to protect them, and such and such. So I'm saying to myself, well, because they don't have an older older cousin, they do. Mm-hmm. But you know, he goes, he's in the high school, so you know, he can't walk okay. them back and forth and whatnot. So I just had to go up there, girl. I just had to go up there and pull hood Stephanie out. I didn't want to do it, but I had to. And I had to right. tell the little boy. I said, if if you bully him again, I'm going to stick mean, that's phase three. my yeah. foot <laughs> right. so that's far three. up. We going to be walking yeah, home again. Mama has to go up there. That's phase three. And yeah. that's like the last and final straw. Yeah. Yeah, and I told his, you know, and I told the, the, the father, I told the parents, I said, I say such and such, such and such, such and such, come uh-huh. get at me. I'm going to leave the door open if you're feeling some type of way about it. Because first right. off, he shouldn't even be bullying anybody. He should not. And it's just like, you know, I got bullied. But that was temporary because I had older sisters. And, you know, I come from uh-huh. a fighting family. I come, I come right. from, a, like, all of us, all five of us. Like, we know how to fight. And that was the whole thing. You know, my father used to always tell us, you know, don't fight unless it's necessary. You know what I'm saying? Because with one blow, you know, we 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 know and we still know how to fight, how to box. Uh-huh. So, you know, if I broke somebody's nose, girl, if I went around boxing everybody, girl, I'd probably be locked up. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm glad you For, from that, that pressure of being bullied, though. And it was only because, mm-hmm. you know, my dad used to, no, don't do that. They just, they bullying you because they jealous and whatnot. And then, you know, I got my older sister, Felicia, and I got my other sister, Keita. And then I got my two older sisters. You know what I'm saying? And here it is, my oldest, oldest sister. This is the, this is the, the Muhammad Ali. This is Layla Ali. <laughs> this Layla Lee, so she coming for the older sisters too, cause you know back then it was always the younger sisters that went to elementary school, and then you had the high school, 
you know, siblings. And my sister at that time was, and this is high school number three, she got kicked out of for fighting. Damn. So it was like she was known around the neighborhood. <clears throat> so, you know, all I had to do was say, I'm going to get my, my sister. Everybody knew who, who, Lou, yeah, that's who I'm going to get. Yeah, uh-huh. So bring your cousins, bring your sister, because she's going to fight all y'all with one hand behind her back. So, you know, you got to be extra. You got to be like how Kevin Hart, my mama said. <laughs> yep. And that's how it was. But it's like now because my kids are here and they don't have the older cousins, like I got to be that. Like I had to snap. I told her, I said, look, what? And see, I'll whoop little kids. I fight little kids now, Joya. I gotta stop it. I'm being good. I said I was gonna be good. Yeah. Happens every day. I know, it does. Happens every day. Mm-hmm. Well Yep, because I'll slap the elementary out of some kids. Yeah, I will. Yeah. Yeah. Now especially if they especially be disrespectful. When it comes to dealing with your own kids, you know. People like to push it too far. Um, they do. Uh I had the same like type of situation, but it was all just talk. Mm-hmm. And I had to teach Ava how to Joan. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And she went a little far. <laughs> you know she was gonna be extra. Yeah. She went a little far, but My she said, "No," nah, she said, because I told her like you gotta know you have to <clears throat> you have to look and be able to find the funny. You know what I'm saying? Right. And she. I told her, you know, I said, oh, you talk, he said, he said that? Oh, his mama a dope head. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. She go back and she say, well, that's why you da, 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 da. <laughs> and, yeah. Well, she, I mean, yeah, she had no problem out of that person since. Well, you know, I had Natalia, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how that went. How is it? Is, are y'all the same age or is Nikki older than you? She's two years older than me. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's how that went. That bully was so it was like somebody, oh, you, oh, oh, okay. You want to play that game? Um, Natalia. <laughs> <laughs> this person is, you know, whatever, whatever. And so in school, I had my older cousin, and not only my older cousin, but I had two aunts that were my age. So oh, yeah. I would get oh, they were at your high school too? Yeah, Joyce and Crystal. Oh, y'all was deep. So it was like somebody no, told me, okay, when she I'm going to go tell the Ty, and the Ty's going to go tell Joyce. Joyce going to go get Crystal. We're going to roll out and do this. You know, At that time, was, <laughs> high school was deep with all our cousins. Yeah, about. like I was in the 10th grade. Joyce um, Joyce, and um, Natalia were in the 12th, and Crystal was in my grade. So. Man and Pee Wee was, was there too, wasn't they? Mm-hmm. Was Man and Pee Wee them there too? Oh yeah, Man and Pee Wee were in our in our same in our same grade. They were yeah. they were twelve in twelfth grade, and I was in tenth. Yep. So it was like you know nobody can really like really pick on me like really you know it was like they could try but I think middle school was kind of that um, that iffy period with us because um, everybody kind of felt like with the different times and stuff during the daytime that they could do whatever they wanted to do and get away with it. But high school was the retribution period. <laughs> it, re- it really was. It was like, remember that time in seventh grade where you, you 
you know, made me spill my chocolate milk. Remember that? <laughs> well, that's how it be. That's how it be, but, yeah. Hopefully. That's why I want to get my kids into, you know, learning to defend themselves. Well, my oldest baby do it, but my youngest one, like, he really don't know his own strength. Because it's just the, the, the minute stuff that he does to his brother that he's had, you know, like three hospitalizations. So it's just like, you know, my youngest son, I want him to be able to control that anger. Because, you know, when you bully so much and it's so much that pressure, you know, it busts pipes. And I don't want my child to react in such a violent way. Because, you know, that can always go left with the bullying. It can always go left. Whether, whether they're inflicting pain on themselves or they just be like, I've had enough of you bullying me, now I'm going to attack you. And I know my child, my youngest, he'll hurt somebody. So I just don't want that. I want them to be... Huh? She said let him. No, Joy, no. You know what? Sometimes another thing. Got, I'm saying sometimes you got to do that. Like, you know? I know, sometimes but you... I, I wasn't the proudest mom. Ja'Kai had um, ISS or whatever it's called. Um... Uh, this last no, it was this year. You know, he um had asked, you know some little boy kept messing with him, kept messing with him, and Jakai pulled his chair from under his desk. I mean, pulled his chair from under him. I mean, they yeah. called me and they were just like, you know, they told me what happened, and all I could do was laugh on the phone. And it was just like, ma'am, um, I said, well, what the little boy do? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's my question. What did he do? for Ja'Kai to have to do that because he's not going to do that just out of the blue. Right. You know? And sometimes you got to laugh about it and, you know, let just let it happen. Like, yeah. go ahead, Preston, punch your little boy in the face. But she won't, <laughs> <laughs> but she won't do it no more, you know? Yeah, I know. Because I was, I was, it was like that with me. See, we went to Catholic school and like, I was the last one. So I was the last one to always be in the school before like high school or whatever. And you I, know, I, I had got into one fight, and that, that set the tone for the whole year. Oh, well, me, the, I And I had got suspended. Too. I got suspended for, like, two weeks. Because I picked that desk up and threw it at her. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, mm -hmm. no. It started See, over some balloons. His balloon. patience is running low. Yeah, she is. You, know, you got to uh, let him get through that. Like, you I can't know. just be coming home every day, like, mm-mm. I know. Like, you, you might have to let him, you might have, you might have to let him get that out one day. Go on and punch that little boy. Oh, yeah. And if the, you know, because you know how parents is these days. And then, like, I used to have to deal like that, like, with, with stuff like that in Chicago. Because the parents, you know, they'll get all up in your face. I used to be like, girl, please. But I, I get it. I, I don't, I'm scared, Joya. Like, I'm legit scared. Because I, I know my, my, my son will physically, like, break something, like, right. hurt a child, though. I don't want that. I don't want that for my baby. Well, Cause I'm, and then I'm, you can tell his mama, you can look at mama, because I'm sure he's not going to just do that out of the blue. Y'all probably done had several altercations, and you don't talk to the parents, and you don't talk to the child. And after a while, and that happens, you can look at the mama and say, didn't I tell you that <laughs> Yeah. it was not a game? Can yeah. I tell you? Don't yeah. be trying to sue me at the hospital. Yeah, and I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying because Jakai, the little boy that you know that happened with Jakai, the little boy had to go to the emergency room. Yeah, that's how hard he mm -hmm. fell, and then he hit his head, 
and it was just like a big scene. And I was just like, oh, well, he'll learn today, won't he? I know. Because <laughs> they think that bullying, that, no, it ain't. It ain't. That you won't do it no bad. more. It gets bad. It gets bad, especially when the kids don't have nobody nobody else to show them how to defend themselves. Or, you know, because this, this little boy, he just hugged himself. A 12-year-old little boy in Chicago mm-hmm. hugged himself because he was getting bullied at school. So I thought that was so sad. I and that's, and that's so sad. It is. Because now you got cyberbullying amongst, you know, actual bullying. There was an article I read. Um, this guy, his son was being bullied. So he picked the, he he got the kid that was bullying his son. It's a black dude, too. Mm-hmm. And he took the kid... <laughs> He took the kid out and with his son and had a conversation with the both of them. Took him out for like ice cream and stuff like that. And come to find out the right. kid the kid didn't have like any like male role model and he basically wanted to be the other kid's friend, but he just didn't know how to communicate that yeah, to him. And lot. he was a big kid that didn't know his own strength. He was just I don't know, it was like a jealous jealousy type of thing and like so they got they he got to the bottom of that and he said he didn't have no problems out of that kid anymore. It's like that's a productive mm-hmm. ass way to do it. it but when you in a moment, you don't be. I don't, I don't think like that. I don't. I know, like I'm mama bill, like I'm coming in there, bitch. You and your mommy, your whole family, bring all. It's up. it's time for retribution. Yeah, but you know I got a little gentle giant, Michael, and then he doesn't do what other kids do. Like, Michael and Preston, they like completely two different personalities. Michael likes to, like, all of the girls gravitate towards Michael. They want Michael to sit amongst them. And, like, Michael, come, can you can you hold my, can you hold my hair? Can you make this for me? Because Michael likes to make stuff out of nothing. Like, he'll make, like, little dresses out of paper or little uh, outfits out of paper. Or, like, he can make furniture, like, out of plastic bags, stuff like that. So they like they like to have him around to create stuff or like they play with him, cause like he's just right. like one of them boys. They talk. So the other boys, I, I I always use. I think it's a jealous thing, cause they just naturally gravitate towards him, and they don't be talking to the other boys. And it's probably like some of them the girls that that talk to Michael that the little boys like. But it's just like he's just he's just like that, and it's not like he he's trying to you know. Hit on them or nothing, cause when it come to girls, he just he in that gross out stage. But yeah, and and that's what it is. Like they just naturally gravitate towards him. Like Michael, Aww. how do I look? <laughs> yeah, cause he tells me that he was like the, the girl asked me how how does her hair look and what can she do to improve it? And I'm like, why is like why is a nine year old girl asking you this? And what's the right. deal, what's the deal with Preston? Her president, that's, that's a joke. So he has a lot of friends, and that, mm-hmm. that, that's becoming the problem. He has a lot of female friends. Right, right. Well, and, I mean, Ja'Kai has that problem, too. He's, like you said, artistic and eclectic and stuff. Ja'Kai be walking around with blue hair, green hair, purple hair, you know, and they're not used to little black boys looking like that. Yeah. So... You know, naturally, people are going to question it or want to be around him and see what he's about and stuff. And people get jealous. They're probably just jealous of, of your son because they know that he has that charm, you know. Yeah, I know. But, yeah. Just naturally. And, but um, we'll have to do, and that's what we're going to have to do. We're going to have to get our children together 
and put on an anti-bullying event. I think that would be dope. Yeah, it, it needs to be one because I, I hear For a them. lot. I hear a lot of that. I'm with it. Yeah. Huh? So I'm with it. <clears throat> yeah, like get the, get our because we have some smart children and some nice kids. So it would be kind of dope to get all of them together mm-hmm. and just put on something like an, something anti-bullying. It would be dope. Yeah, I do. But I'm yeah. with it. Um, you got anything else? No. No? What about you? Milani? No, uh-uh. I'm good. I'm glad we got to answer some of the questions. All right. Um, I don't feel like going to work tomorrow, but I can't afford to quit. Quick, 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 quick. So, with that being said, hey, 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 podcast every day.